Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Welcome to our wonderful listeners. So today in the episode, we will be talking about the importance of mentorship when you're starting something new. My guest today is friend and colleague, Michelle Frazier. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So... Uh, I always start this off with all my guests. Tell us a little bit about you. So thanks, Maddie. Um, So I'm an orthopedic and pelvic health physiotherapist. I've been doing orthopedics uh, for about 26 years. And in the past six years or so, I became very much involved with pelvic health. And it's a beautiful marriage between the two um, areas of physiotherapy. So I work out of Toronto, Ontario, and I also have a small practice in Muskoka, in Bracebridge, Ontario. So nice. So nice. Um, I wish I could just look out my window and, you know, I don't know. There's just something magical about being up north. Before we came online, I was just watching a woodpecker on my maple tree. Nice. Yeah. 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 The small things in life. Totally. Okay, so that kind of just gives us a little bit of, you know, context, uh, uh, you know, about your professional background. So let's, you know, let's dive into why is it so hard to start something new? You know, like, why is it so stressful? Why is it so hard? Um, And, you know, this is a perfect example of, you know, the pandemic forcing physiotherapists to very quickly transition to, you know, telehealth. Let's just, let's just use that as a, as yeah. an example, yeah. since we're going through it. Why is this? Yeah, yeah we're, we're literally living it. So why is this so hard? This is, it's a very good question. And I've been really enjoying, if I may use that word in this situation, I've been enjoying, or I've been very curious watching all of us go through this process of not being able to see clients one-on-one and many of us changing our practice, morphing our practice into more of a telehealth practice. And um, I've been very closely in discussion with many different clinic owners and everybody is reacting to it in a different way. It's been really fascinating to watch. I think one of the problems is, or one of the difficulties is that there's this big unknown out there. We're, we're people who are so used to working one-on-one, in private, with our clients, hands-on, and now we are faced with this big unknown. How are we going to change our clinic up? And for a lot of us, we're responding to that with a feeling of overwhelm. There's so much to learn. And not only do we need to take care of ourselves and our families, we also, many of us have clinics and we have staff and we're trying to take care of them and we're trying to learn new technology. And people are becoming overwhelmed. And I'm watching many people that, that manifests manifest into a bit of paralysis, paralysis and maybe a bit of imposter syndrome. Mm. And, then, and then I'm seeing that morph into different, um, different avenues. And I was thinking about this whole process 
about how we're all facing fear. Many of us are feeling fear. Many of us are feeling a sense of danger. There's danger out there and we need to protect ourselves from the danger, right? So I've noticed that people rea are reacting to this in different ways. And how I'm thinking about it mentally is, oh, I think we're reacting. It's our sympathetic nervous system that's coming into, into play. So people are reacting with freeze, fawn, fight, or flight, right? So some people are just not able to do anything and they're paralyzed and they're just on their couch eating Cheetos and that's it. And they're just not able to do anything. Other people are fawning and are just, are, are um, not just not able to function. Some people are getting into that, into that state. Other people are responding with fight. And I'm noticing that a lot with, um, with clinic owners where they're responding to this by, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get through this. And then, you know what? They're working 24-7, me included. Because, yeah. Right? Because we're, we're trying to respond to this and fight our way through it. And other people are responding with flight and they're just ignoring the whole thing. These are the people that I know who are in denial, even to this day, that, oh, no, everything's fine. There's no reason why I shouldn't be going to the grocery store, etc. It's really fascinating to, um, to, to apply this situation to that model of, of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So what's really interesting, though, is that in this pandemic, we're being forced to face this stuff. Because here we are trapped in our homes. We're being forced to, to deal with our way of responding to a stressful situation. Right? We're, we're having to, we're, we're enacting them. We're going through this, this, this way of reacting to danger. And then for some of us, we're actually realizing this and we're working through it. We're having to figure out, okay, this is the way I'm responding to the situation. Is this really healthy for me? So it's like a big, I don't mean to be flippant, it's a very horrific situation, but it's almost like forced therapy or something. It, for sure. Uh, there's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, we're going through a sort of air quotes traumatic event for a lot of us with a whole series of emotions that were, that are coming up that are unexpected and you still, you know, to some extent you have to face it one way or the other, right? right. Like it's, it's not, it's, you know, you can, you know, for a period of time, ignore it. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like do to do, you know, go about my home business. But after a couple of days of being at home, uh, it, it, it kind of starts to sink in. Like you're not leaving your house. Right. <laughs> I'd like to, yeah, yes, um, I'd like to point out, I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having these reactions, okay? I just, I think it's interesting to observe what our reaction is and to decide whether or not the, um, the, the significance or the, the volume, I'll say, of that reaction is healthy for us. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? So it's almost, it's, it's almost like a Petri dish. So for those of us who do yoga, Often um, they say, whatever happens on your yoga mat is a reflection of what happens in real life, right? So when you're on your yoga mat, if you're doing a difficult pose, how do you respond to that? Do you give up? Do you fight through it, even though it's painful and maybe it's not really the healthiest thing to be doing? 
right? So a lot of the time, how you respond to a difficult pose on a yoga mat is very similar to how you respond to difficult situations in the rest of your life. And I'm seeing how people are responding to the pandemic and to being housebound, et cetera, as a similar phenomenon. Yeah, for sure. I totally, uh, I don't know if that answered your question. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're using, I mean, we're, 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 we're talking about a pandemic that is unprecedented territory. Uh, so, so, that's uh you know we're talking on the extreme level yeah, you know yeah. right versus okay you're yeah. a new physio coming yeah. into coming into practice um whether it be like straight from university coming into whatever your first job like your first official job yeah. um or maybe you're transitioned into pelvic health and you're about to see your first pelvic health client it's extremely stressful Totally. It's the similar situation, right? There's this, there's this feeling of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, am I, in the case of a new grad, I remember when I started, I felt completely incompetent. I had my degree, but I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing. So it's, it's, the, same, it's the same thing, right? Where you're, you're faced with unknowns. You're, you're not sure. You're not sure. You're not, you don't have your footing yet. And then you're going to have a response to that, which is completely appropriate. But sometimes we get caught up in that response and then we, we can't function optimally. Right, right. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I think a large majority of us have, you know, those feelings when we, you know, when we tackle something new. Uh, and, and, and it feels like we're incompetent. But the reality is um, it's so far from the truth in the sense of, you know, the, the amount of work that we had to put in, the amount of knowledge we had to digest, the amount of hands-on skills that we had to practice, all the practice, you know, patients we had on our placements um, afford us a, a level of knowledge that, um, you know, the, the general pop population doesn't have that, right? And we, and we forget that, you know, although we feel like we don't know, um, we know a lot. And it's just Absolutely. a matter of working through the irrational, you know, yeah. thoughts that are happening. Yeah. And not only that, I also think that we, when we first come out of school, we have, we've learned so much, but we haven't yet put it into practice in, in a way that allows us to see patterns yet and allows us to be able to anticipate what, what might be coming next. Um, and that's where, that's where I got stuck when I graduated. And that's part of what I love doing when I'm mentoring with physiotherapists, with new grads or people who are new to, um, higher level orthopedics or who are new to pelvic health is they're just, they're, they take courses and are completely overwhelmed, overwhelmed by the volume of information. And because I've been doing it for a while, I can, I can help them to see patterns and for example, and it just calms everything down because you don't have to do every single test in the book. You don't have to do every shoulder test that you've ever learned on every client in every assessment, right? Right, right, so exactly. And so if you can just distill it down to certain patterns or um, almost, let's call it a flexible algorithm. So yes. an algorithm, right, but with flexibility, um, it's just so it's just so much less stressful 
when you're doing something new to be able to to divide things into chunks like that so absolutely um so it's making me think about when i entered pelvic health because i was the only physio like in my clinic who was doing it i didn't have a network of people i didn't have anybody to talk to and i i remember i i had written out like a number list on like two or three pages that i posted up in my in my in my office and i'm like okay i need to assess this and this and then this and i literally had 16 i think items and I was like, there is no way that I can do this in an hour. Like, how do I get through all of this in an hour? And um, man, that was, you know, I struggled for so long because then, you know, it's like, okay, I did this and then I have to go back. I have to think about it. I have to research. Okay. You know, and it, it you know, maybe one day it'll help me become a good mentor because I've gone through the hardship of trying to you know, work through all, you know, work through all of this and synthesize it down. Um, But man, it would have been just, it would have been, it would have been nice to ask questions and just get that brought down to a level that it's like, okay, you know, going through a couple of scenarios so that I, you know, we could figure out, okay, well, what are, what would be the three things that you would want to look at, you know, and then, you know, you don't have to do it all on that same day, right? You break it up. I mean, just as we're overwhelmed with information, so are our patients. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we're mentors for our patients as well, I think. Oh, well, absolutely. That's our role, role, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you would so you're mentioning a couple of of advantages uh, regarding mentorship. So being able to synthesize things down in terms of we have this large volume of information. How do you break it down into smaller pieces? Are there any other advantages to mentorship? Um, from the point of view of the mentee, the person being mentored, mentored. Yeah. Um, I think maybe avoiding mistakes. So I can, I, I can think of several examples where a mentee of mine would just would email me or call me up and say, what do you think about this, this situation? I've been offered, well, I've been offered a job and here's, here's what they're offering me. And I would, I would recognize a certain situation as something that I've been through before. And I'll say, "Mm, you may want to rethink that. And here's why. Right. Instead of them having to go through the struggle that I did, realizing that I wasn't in a great situation and then clawing my way out of the hole, trying to figure out how to get out of it. I could just say to them, Hmm, this may not be the the healthiest thing for you. And here's why. Right. So being able to, um, help them identify, um, blind spots or too good to be true. Mm-hmm. you know, offers or, or just even as it relates to, you know, protocols, treatment protocols, right? You're thinking one thing um, and the mentor can ask, well, have you thought about this and this, right? Not yeah. necessarily that the treatment protocol is wrong. It just means, hey, just make sure you've considered all of these things, you know, that could be potential factors, right? And then it makes 
it, it, the, the, you know, it helps plan out in a more concise way. Totally. What it, what it can also do is help to take theoretical knowledge and make it, bring it into real life, make it practical in real life. Because we can take a course and we can learn something theoretically and learn this, the physical skills and all of that. But then when we actually take it into the clinic and work with a client, sometimes there's a disconnect. Sometimes it's hard to apply. So that's a, another lovely aspect of mentorship is talking about clinical cases, case studies, um, and figuring out, okay, how do I actually tweak that to fit this particular client? Yeah. Exactly. Um, that certainly is a challenge, right? And, and like the courses are meant to provide us the theoretical framework, the scientific evidence and teach us the skills. Um, and you know, that has to be done, you know, within a weekend, right? You know, and it's so hard so much to, um, I think once you've kind of gone through and I think, you know, through pelvic health, you know, like once you've sort of gone through some of the basic baseline courses and you start kind of getting into the more specific, um, more higher level courses, I would say, um, that's when you start to get a lot more examples, like clinical examples, right? As much as they try, you know, the baseline courses want to give you clinical examples, you still have to get the content. You still have to get the anatomy, the right. So, you know, that's where it's hard until you kind of get into those higher levels, and you can't get to those higher levels without kind of doing all the basic stuff because that's where you're gathering your knowledge and your your experience that then in the higher level courses, they don't have to go through all of that. So they have more time to talk about case studies yeah, and clinical application. But until you get to that point, it's like you're swimming in murky water. You're like, yeah. okay, where's the bottom? I can't I see know. the bottom. I, and that's where I love working with with uh, with my mentees is help is helping them through that exact spot that transition. And I would say that you know people get there on their own, mm-hmm. but man, you know it took you know it took me you know to to get to a sense of you know like really comfortable. It took me a good five years, right? Of oh, just. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just like to you know, for the gears to click and click and click and click until all of a sudden everything just like clicked into place, and it was like this beautiful map of like, oh, this is how it all fits together. Yeah, Yeah, but it's not such a slog. So any, if we're talking to any um, newer physios out there, it does get easier. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, if you put, you know, there's effort that goes into, you know, into mastery, right? Like, you know, you can, you can study how to play the guitar. You can learn everything about a guitar, but until you start playing it, right. Only then do you, and you have to continue playing it to gain that mastery. And it takes courage to go. It takes courage to go from the theoretical to the mastery. Because you have to put yourself out there. Yep. To make yourself vulnerable and actually actually play the thing. And in the you know, in those in that vulnerability, there's some uncomfortable feelings, right? As you're learning, right? You're just you can't know everything. Right. right? So there's always you're always gonna be identifying areas where you're like, wow, I you know, I don't I don't know the answer. And and if and it and it doesn't feel good. 
to not know the answer. I'd like to say two things to that. Okay. A, it's okay to not always know the answer. And B, the bad news is that never ends. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's totally true. Like, oh, um, I still don't know this. I still don't know that. I'm still taking courses after 26 years. But it's, uh, it's to the point where it's actually, um, when we're comfortable with, with the fact that we don't know everything, then, then taking more courses is, is a pursuit of knowledge. It's intellectual yeah. Relation. It's fun. It's, we can enter it with curiosity as opposed to, oh man, I need more skills because I don't know. I, I don't feel comfortable with what I'm doing. So but totally, totally. Is, just be, is becoming, um, becoming comfortable or accepting the fact that, hey, yeah, we are at a certain place and that's okay. I've got, we all have, ama- have amazing skills and it's just having confidence in those skills and portraying that confidence with your clients, and then and then things work out. Which reminds me, I, I was looking up some definitions of mentorship last night just to see um, what officially the definitions are. And um, one one description that, or one, well, I'll say description of mentorship that I um, encountered was that it has three C's. One is consultant, one is a counselor, and one is a cheerleader. So there's more to it than just oh, here is, here's a certain knowledge, volume of knowledge, or here's a certain skill set. It's also helping the person through times when they are emotionally struggling through the whole process and being the cheerleader. I'm really good at that one. I, helping, helping cheer people on. Um, sometimes, you, sometimes it's discouraging, right? Or if you're having trouble with certain clients, um, you don't know what to do next, it can be discouraging. And sometimes... We, we lose faith in ourselves. So I'm really good at um, turning that one around with my cheerleading skills. That's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and I think, and I think, you know, it's important that we, you know, we have that um, cheerleading because yeah, I mean, well, to the point of the counselor, right? The uncomfortable feelings, you know, you can talk to your mentor about those uncomfortable feelings because in all likelihood they've experienced those oh, yeah. uncomfortable feelings. You know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah. can offer some, <laughs> they can offer some guidance on things that, you know, how were helpful for them. Um, and then, you know, turning it into the positive of, okay, you know what, you can do this. Here are a couple things to try. You know, you can do this. And, and oftentimes, it, you know, it's just that gentle kind of nudge in the right direction that, um, you know, changes the experience around. So I think that's definitely, you know, advantageous. And I, and I, and I like that definition or description. description yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, did you have mentorship? No. <laughs> I'm, that's why it took me 10 years, not five to feel, to feel okay with the whole thing. Um, no, I was, I, I took a lot of courses. I'm one of those, I was one of those people who took a lot of courses and I did my F camp. So, or not my F camp, but I did my um, orthopedic manual therapy courses to get what was known in those days as a part B. Yes. um, Which is part of the Canadian Academy of Manual Physiotherapists. Um, So I had a lot of group work and a lot of colleagues that I would work with a lot because we had to study a lot for those exams. Um, And then 
I think what's happened for me is that I end up with, I'll call them accidental mentors. So people who come into my life and for some, for some reason they appear in my life and they're experts at exactly what I need. So for example, with this, with this pandemic, I just happened to meet someone who knew exactly how, what I should do to, um, to figure out what to do financially during, this, during the pandemic because I was freaking out. Like, what am I going to do? Um, I'm a physiotherapist. I can't really work. I'm going to start this telehealth thing, but that's not going to give me money tomorrow. And this person just said, okay, here's your situation. Here's, here's what I would suggest you do. You go ahead and do whatever, whatever you think is right. And what I like, what I like about the mentors that, I, that I've encountered, in my case, accidentally, like this example, is that it's not a hierarchical um, model. Right. So people come into my life and they have a certain expertise that they can share with me and they can they can share their suggestions with me. But it's not, well, I'm coming in with this information and you this is this is the answer for you. So that's to me, that's a hierarchical model. And that's not that wouldn't sit very well with me. What I've had is more of a, um, I guess, a lateral model or where everybody's on the same page. I, I did my master's of education at OISE. So I really got entrenched into feminist theory and social justice theory, where it's not a hierarchical model. It's we're all in the same place. We're all in the same boat, right? Yeah. Um, and we're just here. Let's just help each other. Let's just share our knowledge. Whatever our skill set is, whatever our knowledge is, let's help each other out. So when I'm mentoring with, with, um, with the physiotherapist that, I mentor, that I'm doing mentoring with, um, I'm learning a whole lot from them as well. Also, I'm challenged by their questions, which makes me, forces me to go and research and to learn new skills and new knowledge as well. So it's definitely not this hierarchical kind of situation. Totally. Yeah. I have another example I'd like to share, which is um, of lateral, um, lateral mentorship, I'll call it. Uh, but because of the pandemic being forced to do something new. So... I have a, a, a very good friend of mine. Her name is Anita Wicklam, of, and she's an interior designer. So she has her own, her own company called Wicklam Design. And she, un, in terribly, two years ago, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so she had to undergo um, chemotherapy and radiation. So she, she basically spent almost a year, you know, not really a, not able to work the way that she normally does, like basically in her bed, right? Right, right. Guess what she did? She started a new company from her bed while undergoing chemo treatment. So now Weekland Design has now switched to Weekland Design and Build. So she now has, she added the construction and building component to her company. I thought, oh my goodness, who does that? Who does <laughs> a new company while they're undergoing chemotherapy? Well, Anita Weekland does. And so now during this pandemic, guess what? I'm starting this, I'm actually making my, my physiotherapy mentoring um, formal, formal. It's now a formal part of my business. So I took, my inspiration was from Anita. So she unintentionally was mentoring me into, okay, how do you, even though you're feeling like crap or whatever's going on, how do you get the energy and the time to create something new out of this time? So it's not... Um, for me, mentoring is not, oh, okay, let's open our books to page two and let's do exercise B, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just whatever, it's, 
It's whatever anybody, whatever information or skills that we can share with each other, um, we do it in a very generous way. Yeah. I, I, I wish it would be, you know, for a moment, part of me wishes that there's like, okay, we're going to turn to, uh, you know, <laughs> chapter two of the pandemic book. We're going to do exercise three. And after we're done, <laughs> you'll have all the answers. <laughs> well, you know what, you know? maybe, hopefully there will never be another pandemic, but if there is, we can be the pandemic mentors. <laughs> Right, exactly. Once we, you know, walk walk through walk through the shadows, um, you yeah. know, there's a there is light, and, you know, it, it, there is always light somewhere. Um, I guess to that point, it's it's just trying to point ourselves toward that direction and keep taking that one step at a time in that direction. Um, There's going to be some difficult times ahead, um, but we'll we'll get through. Yep, we'll get through. However, we can. Um, are there any other lessons that, um, you're learning going through, you know, whether personally, professionally regarding, you know, the pandemic? In terms of, in terms of, um, business, in terms of of anything, you know, anything, anything that comes to mind in terms of like some lessons are you, what are you, what are you learning, whether it's about yourself or your business? you know, going through this. I'm being reminded of the impermanence of everything and how we may think that something is solid, um, but it can, it can disappear pretty quickly. And I think a lot of people are experiencing this with, um, with their businesses. Um, And even I even know some people who are experiencing this with their relationships because this is this situation is for a lot of people really, really hard. Um, and it's making me realize what a privileged life that I have, even though there is struggle in my life, I'm actually doing okay. Um, it's also reminding me, to rain, uh, save for a rainy day. Like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of us um, business owners, we, our focus is on, I have to get my business going, I have to build my business. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put you know, money aside, but I can't do it right now because I have to, I have to put a new roof on my clinic or you know, we just, I think, I think advanced planning for situations like this would, would be a really wise situation. Because I see a lot of people struggling, including myself. And we don't we don't know what's going to happen next. Everything's I think everything's going to be morphed into something new. I don't know what it is yet, um, but we're, I think we're going to have to I don't know learn a new way of being somehow. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's just me brainstorming. By the way, I'm no expert. I'm no expert on this. But. So. Um, that makes me, you know, think of, there's like a, a poem that I really enjoy. Well, a story about a butterfly that I really enjoy. Um, and I, one year, um, my staff actually took that poem and put it on a poster board for oh, me, but which was really nice for, for my birthday. Um, and, and, right? Sorry. 
Will you tell us the poem? Well, I, I don't know it. Like, I'm not going to be able to say it kind of verbatim, but um, the the gist of it is, you know, a man is walking through the woods and he comes across a, a, a butterfly in a cocoon. And he's seeing this butterfly yeah. is struggling inside this cocoon. Like, it's trying so hard to get out. So, you know, being the very, you know, thoughtful individual and wanting to be helpful comes up and puts a little puts a little rip in the mm. cocoon and it was you know it was enough that the butterfly fell out of the cocoon and fell on the floor and couldn't get up and i mean to the you know the guy was like oh my god like you know what you know what happened here um and, and you know I guess the, the, the gist of the story is sometimes we have to go through these struggles in order to gain the strength to fly. Um, this feels exactly, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it's, it's through the struggle that we build the strength to transform, you know, into something new. However, on the flip side, though, um, you know, I think helping each other... It, now that I'm like thinking through it, it sounds like, oh, you shouldn't help people because then they won't get, <laughs> then they won't gain, gain their, um, you know, strength. No, I understand your yeah. point is, I think I understand your point, which is um, we as business owners are struggling yeah. working through this, figuring it out. And through that process, we're going to have a whole lot more knowledge yeah. skill than we did before this. Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, for me, it's just, you know, it's when I think of that story, I want to look at it from an appreciation and a, you know, gratitude perspective of like, okay, this is happening. Um, you know, I'm struggling, but this is part of the transformation, right? The, the post they call it post-traumatic growth, right? It's from these like large events and everybody's going to have one in their life, whether it's an illness or uh, whether it's, you know, some other event, something big that we have to work our, you know, work our way through. Like there's just, there's no shortcut is what I'm saying to this experience. There's no shortcut, but... Um those of us who are blessed to have strong networks um, are, it, it's, we have support, which is so important. Even yeah. with our mastermind group, so the mastermind physiotherapy clinic owners group that we're in, yeah, just the amount of communication that we've had with each other on how to, how to navigate this has, has been, it just, it keeps me grounded. Oh, I absolutely. Know, I know if I have a question about anything, I can just, I can just contact you or the others and people are going to be there. And even if, even if we don't have the answer, the actual answer for each other, at least we know, okay, at least we have a group of people who are, who are there to help us at least. It's like the cheerleading. It's the cheerleading. It is cheerleading, but now that I'm saying that word out loud, it, that sounds, it kind of sounds superficial, but it's deep cheerleading. 
Yeah. 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 At, at a very deep level, we are wanting each other to be okay. So is it, yeah. 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 So I'm thinking of it rather than the guy, you know, opening the cocoon, the guys stand, it's like, we're standing there saying, Hey, okay. Try to wiggle a little bit this way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Try to wiggle a little bit that way. Okay. You're doing really good. Just keep pushing, you know, like yeah. you're, you're there, you're almost there rather than, okay. So I think the, mo- okay. Cause I'm literally processing this as I'm. Yes. Saying, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. So I, I guess in the story, you know, he wanted to be super, super helpful and try to do it for the butterfly. And there is no, you know, you have to do for yourself, but it's really important to have people there beside you, um, you know, sort of guiding you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I'm very grateful for all of that. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, just again, you know, just acknowledgement that we're all kind of going through it, number one. And we're experiencing it in different ways. So this is where the hierarchy doesn't exist. It's because we're all experiencing different aspects. And so we're there. We can be there to offer, okay, well, here's, you know, here's what I'm doing, right? And it's not necessarily to give each other the answers. It's to give each other the perspective Yeah. that yeah. we can then take back to our situation and go, okay, can this apply to me? If not, is there another way that the same thing can apply, but just look a little different? Um, and it's non-judgmental. It's non-judgmental support. And it, yeah. with trust, with trust, private trust about private information. And it's just it's like, so to me, that is what we're doing in that group is just as mentoring. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is the most important thing for physios right now? The most important thing for physios? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say it depends. It depends yeah. on the physio, right? I think for getting back to that fight, flight, freezer bond, I think we need to do whatever we need to do to get through the situation. So if we're a fighter, go for it. If we need to just watch Netflix, for three nights in a row, or maybe three entire days in a row, go for it. So we each, we each have our, um, the way that we're gonna to respond to this. We're all grieving, we're all sad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't usually make. Um, Blanket statements. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Yeah. This is hard on most people. Yeah. And so I think whatever we need to do on a personal level, we need to do so. For example, for the at the very beginning when we when we had to when I had to close down my business for a few days, I was a mess. I mean, I just I was I didn't know what I was going to do, and I I just couldn't function. And what I needed to do because I know where my deep fears come from is my deepest fears. I needed to deal with those and create a solid foundation with that. And from there, where I I could say, okay, I'm going to be okay there. I mean, not perfectly okay but it's going to be okay and from there I can from that solid foundation I could go forth and say okay now what am I going to do with my business so or with the rest of my life so I needed to create that solid foundation and so I think what what physiotherapists on a personal level need to maybe do that is figure out okay where do I what do I need to feel grounded so that I'm not just 
flailing about trying to figure out what to do with it. And then from that state, perhaps do something constructive or not do anything constructive. Um, what I also think physiotherapists could use is um, a acknowledgement that a lot of our colleagues are frontline workers. They're not, we're not really being mentioned in the, in the media very much. Yeah. Uh, colleagues of ours are in the ICUs. Colleagues of ours are, they are putting themselves in vulnerable situations, working with, um, with patients who are experiencing or suffering with COVID-19. So I think that would be nice for them to have a little bit more acknowledgement um, or at least or recognition. <clears throat> and I also think that a lot of physiotherapists are in a bit of a, th those of us who are self-employed are in a bit of a precarious situation right now in terms of um, government assistance over the next few months. Um, yeah. Because we, we have this interesting situation where we want, to, we want to maintain relationships with our clients or our patients, and we want to help them to um, continue with, their, with the gains that they've made with their help or take on new clients who need help, right? So, I mean, we're, we're an essential service. We, we want to be helping our clients get through this. Um, and we're trying to... We're, we're really trying hard to, to morph our businesses into a model that will, where we can actually help people during this situation. Um, but we're in this weird gray zone in terms of, yeah. right? Um, so that I think that a little bit of clarity on that and more, I think from the government, more um, acknowledgement that there's people in our situation. Yeah. Right, wow. where, where we have these burgeoning telehealth businesses and we need to work we need to work them but we're currently it's not enough to pay our pay our mortgages so we're in a little bit of a gray zone in terms of the the financial assistance coming down so it i i think it'll work out eventually but yes that's that's, that's my answer <laughs> to what all physiotherapists need right now <laughs> yeah Clarity. I mean, I think everybody's. Uh, I'm not sure that that's exclusive to physios. I think all of us are looking for that clarity. And I think, you know, going back to, you know, um, the whole process of, of mentorship, right? Right now we're in murky water and we're all swimming, yeah. you know, trying to find that clarity in that, you know, in that water as it relates to this particular, you know, uh, situation, right? And what we're, you know, talking and, and what we're also talking about on the flip side of that is, you know, new practitioners, you know, in murky water um, regarding like, how do I best care for my patients? So there's kind of two different prongs, yeah. right? Like yeah. we're all kind of in this pandemic thing, but, you know, in terms of mentorship, you have the um, ability to provide clarity in other aspects yeah, of yeah, the yeah. practice. Yeah. 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 So. You want to, yeah, I was going to say you want to do telehealth, you know how to do that, you know how to, to serve the clients. And so you, at least from that perspective, mentor, being able to mentor physios on like, how do you make that transition? Yeah. So this is, this is what yeah. I've just added into my, um, into my mentoring uh, offerings, I guess you could say it's, I'm not used to this being so formalized, um, is helping people to navigate the nitty gritty aspects of of doing this telehealth thing. So 
I've had people contact me and say, okay, I've decided which platform I'm going to use, but now what? Right. And they take course, there are courses available, which are amazing. But then when people actually sit down with their computer to put it to, to put it into action, they're, they have so many questions. So I've had a couple of people that I've been working with and it, it's kind of fun because I can help, you know, talk them off the ledge a little bit and yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Help, them, help them figure out the nitty gritty, um, the nitty gritty of doing it. So it's, it's great fun. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to kind of highlight, you know, that part of it, that there's, yes, this unknown aspect over here that we're all going through, but then there are things we do know, right. As seasoned clinicians, um, that, uh, you know, you don't have to be in murky water in both you know, being a new grad or a new physio or new to pelvic health, new to telehealth, like there's that gray water. And then there's like the gray water of pain. You don't need the double whammy. Yes. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. So, yeah. okay. So if people talk with you about mentorship, where can they find you? So I just set, set up my new website called Fraser Physio Mentor, so F R A S E R, physiomentor.com. And if you want to know more about me in general, you can look at my website, FraserPelvicHealth.com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been a very interesting conversation. I wasn't even sure how this was all going to flow together, but you know, I just kind of toss it out and. And it just. And we see where the, you know, where the, where the dust settles. Uh, every time I do a podcast, it's like, okay, we have these questions. I'm not really sure, you know, where the discussion is going to go. So I've had a, I've had a good time chatting and commiserating (laughs) with you. Um, and, uh, I'm just grateful that you were able to take some time and, uh, do this podcast with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being there. And thanks for having me. And, yeah, totally, totally. And of course, we always want to thank our listeners who are, you know, following the podcast. And if not, you know, be sure to subscribe as uh, you'll stay up to date with the latest and greatest episodes. But for now, I say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.